Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, this episode of Luke's English Podcast is sponsored by Luke's English Podcast Premium. That's right, I'm sponsoring myself. My premium subscription service is called Luke's English Podcast Premium. And in episodes of LEP Premium, I focus on helping you learn grammar, vocabulary and pronunciation. There are new episodes every month in which I use my particular set of skills to help clarify, explain and demonstrate various aspects of English. There are PDFs for each episode, including practice exercises and pronunciation drills. There's a mix of audio and video content. You can get it all in the Luke's English Podcast app or online from a computer. There are currently over 70 episodes in various series and new content arriving each month. If you have time on your hands during this lockdown, then my premium content can be a good way to spend your time improving your English. It costs just the price of one coffee or beer from you to me each month and that's based on normal prices in my local nice coffee shop or pub when they're open to get the details and to sign up go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium you're listening to luke's english podcast for more information visit teacherluke.co.uk Hello, listeners. This is episode number 657, and it's called Why Do Brits Sing With American Accents? Or Why Do British People Sometimes Sing With American Accents? Essentially, this episode is about accents in English and how our accents sometimes change when we sing. Now, this is all based on an email that I got from a listener recently. Here is that email. I'm going to read it to you now. I'm curious to see if you've ever wondered the same thing. So here is that email, and it's from a listener called Janosch Bernhardt. And I'm assuming or guessing that Janosch is from Hungary, just based on the name, but I don't know. No idea where he's from. Anyway, that's not important. So here's the message that Janosch wrote to me, and he gave me the okay to read this out. And I will be making some corrections as we go through this message. So here's the message from Janosch. And it goes like this. Dear Luke, I've just watched this video, which is attached. And one question came to my mind about the British English accent. So first of all, a couple of corrections from me uh, right at the start. First thing is British English. Both of those should have a capital letter at the start. So it should be a capital B and a capital E, British English, because we capitalise the first letters of nationality adjectives and the names of languages in English. Also, I would avoid saying the British accent, uh, Janosch, or uh, the British English accent, because there are lots of British accents. And this often annoys British people who often get a bit offended by other people writing the British accent. And you'll see on social media and stuff in YouTube comment sections, people saying there's no such thing as the British accent. So British people get annoyed by that because they need you to 
to acknowledge that there are many different British accents. There isn't just one. So, Janosch, I would suggest that instead you should say British accents or maybe just British English or maybe a British accent. So anyway, let's rephrase Janosch's sentence like this. So I've just watched this video and one question came to my mind about British accents. And so the video listeners in question is of a British singer called Charlotte Aubrey, who became a sensation in February of this year due to a viral Instagram and YouTube video in which she was randomly asked to sing in a tube station in London. Okay, some of you might have seen that video. Um, I'll talk more about it in a moment. In the video, which was included in the email sent to me by Janosch, we can see that uh, this woman, Charlotte Aubrey, sings Lady Gaga's song, Shallow, from the film A Star Is Born, and she sings it really, really well, just like Lady Gaga. But when she speaks, she does so in a completely different accent to the one that she was singing in. Charlotte Aubrey is from the UK, and Lady Gaga, as you may know, is American, and the song Shallow, do you know that song um, from the film A Star Is Born? You can clearly hear Lady Gaga's American accent, uh, but then uh, when Charlotte Aubrey, after she'd sung it, when she speaks, she's clearly uh, from the United Kingdom. So what's going on? So, uh, uh, so we'll listen to the video in a moment, but first let's continue with uh, Janosch's email. So Janosch continues like this. In the video, Charlotte clearly loses her accent when she sings. Again, I have to say that it's, I don't think she loses her accent because that suggests, Janosch, that like that American singing accent is like no accent. There's no such thing as no accent. If you, if you speak and sounds come out of your voice, then you have an accent. So she doesn't lose her accent. It's just that her accent shifts. It changes to a different one. So in the video, Charlotte's accent changes, but when she speaks, Janosch wrote, I can hear her beautiful British accent. Is this a normal thing or um, or she has to pay close attention to this during singing? So I would say, does she have to? So is this a normal thing or does she have to pay close attention to this uh, when singing? Okay, do you get it, listeners? And then Janosch said, uh, sorry for disturbing you, if it is a stupid question. And also, sorry for my bad English. Uh, don't apologise, Janosch, that's fine. And I hope you don't mind me correcting you uh, like this. So, um, and then Janosch said, by the way, I love your podcast. I just discovered it recently, but I'm really trying to re-listen as much episodes as I can. I'd have to say I'm trying to re-listen to as many episodes as I can, I would say. Thanks a lot, Luke. Kind regards, Janosch Bernhardt. Okay, so this is an email from a listener which immediately sent me down a huge rabbit hole. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that expression. If you go down a rabbit hole, it means you go on a complicated journey in which you get lost looking for an answer. And that doesn't always happen when listeners send me questions, but it did with this one. To be honest, I should have been working on other things at the time, But when I received this email, it caught my attention and then I got sucked in and I thought it would make a perfect episode of the podcast because it's about accents in English. It's about American and British English. It's about music. It's about culture. It's about identity. And I'm certain that this is a question that a lot of you have thought of. Why is it that British singers often sing with American accents? 
Now, Brits don't always sing with American accents. There are plenty of cases when this doesn't happen, as we'll see later in the episode, but they often do. This is the stuff I'm interested in. It also gives me a chance to play a bit of guitar because I'm going to try and demonstrate a little bit and try and play around with singing certain songs in different accents. Um, And um, so, yeah, I'll probably be doing that a bit later when we get stuck into this properly. God knows how long this episode will be because there's a lot to unpack here. It might be a double episode. We will see. Before we go any further, we should check out that clip that um, Janosch sent to me. Uh, so that we know what he was talking about. So let's listen to the video that he mentioned, just to kind of make sure everyone's on board and everyone knows what we're talking about. So this is a clip from The Ellen Show. I don't know if you're familiar with that show. It's a chat show from the United States, presented by Ellen, who is um, you know, a hugely famous uh, chat show host and comedian. Uh, so this is a clip from The Ellen Show, an American chat show, and you'll hear various people speaking, including chat show host Ellen DeGeneres and also some other people. Now, I won't explain any more. Let's just listen to the clip. And your job is to try to work out what's going on, who is speaking and where they're from. This might be difficult because you've got no visual context. So, but anyway, it's a good listening exercise. So I'm going to play the video. Your, your task is to answer these questions. Basically, what is happening? Who is talking? Where are they from? Now, you know that Ellen is American. But anyway, what's happening? Who's talking? Where are they from? And what accent does Charlotte have? And please don't just say British. Can you be more specific than that? Okay, so here we go. Our next guest, all she was trying to do was catch a train in the London tube, and now she is one of the hottest videos on Internet. Here's why. Finish the lyrics. Tell me something, girl. Are you happy in this modern world? Or do you need Wow. <laughs> keep going. So hardcore. Wow, you're really good. Keep going. I'm off the deep end. Watches our Wow. You're brilliant. And then her life changed. Here before him, Shallow from Essex, England. Please welcome Charlotte Aubrey. Tell me something, boy. Aren't you tired trying to feel that? Okay, I need to stop there because we can't hear the whole song. 
I'm going to just skip forward a few seconds until she's finished singing. And then we're going to hear like the f- just maybe a couple of minutes from the interview that she does with Ellen afterwards. Sorry to skip through this because I'm sure some of you are enjoying that. But um, anyway, let's get to the interview so we can hear um, Charlotte um, actually speaking. Now, you did hear Ellen say where she where Charlotte comes from. So I'm going to say that now. So now I'm not going to say, well, do I need to say it again? No, I'm not going to. Instead, I just want to let you listen to her speaking. If I can just press the play button. It's so nice to meet you. Okay, this is crazy. And I think a lot of people think that was staged. It was not staged. There was a guy, and you were on your way where? Um, I was literally on my way to meet my friend. To meet your friend? Yes. Since, the, since okay, so he puts a mic... Like, sorry, I'm so blown away that I'm actually sitting next to you. This yeah. is, honestly, I'm, honestly I'm, I'm absolutely overwhelmed with all of this. Well, because you all of a sudden... Thank are, you so much oh, for having me. Thank you for say. being here. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I mean, this is so cool. I love stories like this. I mean, that you're just, just stopped by a guy that's saying, finish the lyric. You knew the song well. The video has gone everywhere. Here's what's happened. 60 million people have viewed your video. Because of your video, the song... 60? Sha- 60 million. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Because of your that. video, the song Shallow re-entered the top 40 on iTunes. You've gone from 4,000 to 400,000 followers on Instagram, and one of them is Ariana Grande. I followed her back. Yeah, good. Um, okay, you get the picture then, folks. Um, so what's happening? So we're listening to a clip of The Ellen Show. And her guest is Charlotte Aubrey, who's suddenly become, let's say, an overnight sensation after a a video that she appeared in went viral. What happened in the video? Well, you heard a little clip from it. There's a guy. What's his name? I can't remember. his um, Kevin Freshwater, a YouTuber. His idea was to go around London with his camera and a microphone and just go up to people randomly and ask them to finish the lyrics. And so he sings the lyrics of a song and they have to then finish the lyrics you know sing the next line of the song and he captures the whole thing on video it's quite funny you're seeing different people's reactions and whether they actually are willing to sing or not and one of the people in his video is this woman charlotte aubrey uh, kevin goes up to her sings the, one of the lines from this lady gaga song shallow uh, in a tube station in an underground station in london and charlotte uh, sings the next line she knows the song already She's, well, prepared in the sense that she knows the song. Uh, apparently, this is not staged, meaning it wasn't set up. And I believe that. I've I've watched this clip a few times thinking, is this all just a big PR stunt? Is this staged? And actually, I don't think it is. It does look genuine. So Kevin goes up to her and sings a line from the song and says, finish the lyrics. And she, as a singer herself, is able to sing the next line and she's got a fantastic voice and she sings it really, really well. And uh, it just it's one of those videos that goes viral. So the video went viral and um, uh, she suddenly gained loads of um, Instagram followers. And also uh, the song itself re-entered the top 40 charts on iTunes, which is quite incredible, just as a result of this video going so viral. And anyway... She's now suddenly become famous. So where are they from? Well, we know that Ellen is is American. I'm not sure exactly where she's from, but I would say she just speaks with a sort of general American accent. And that is the name of an accent. Um, as far as I know, uh, we, you know, in the UK, we have received pronunciation. 
received received pronunciation which is basically like the way i speak um i'll talk more about that in a in a bit but received pronunciation a sort of a standard british accent although uh british english is so uh, diverse in in terms of its accents that actually only a small portion of the country speaks like me and this is one of the things i always like to do on the podcast is play samples of people speaking in different accents like we heard in the last episode but anyway um so there's british received pronunciation which is kind of called standard british pronunciation even though it's not really the standard these days and then over in america they have a similar thing which is called general american which is a sort of nondescript uh general non-specific american accent which could be from most places non-region specific american accent so that's kind of how ellen speaks as far as i know but what about charlotte where is she from she's from what is it essex uh that's what ellen said essex in southeast england she's an essex girl and so yeah she's got a full-on essex accent essex which is you know more or less the same as cockney i mean we could split hairs over this and and get down to more you know i'm sure there are people out there cockneys listening or people from essex listening to this might be like what are you talking about it's totally different but um i think they're very very similar essex and cockney accents so um there you go all right now do i need to do i need to re-establish this let me just let me summarize this again i'm going to read some stuff from an article this is an article on um where hollywoodinfo.com i think hold on a second i can tell you it's hollywoodlife.com not a website i normally would read but anyway it goes like this charlotte aubrey is an internet sensation after a video of her showcasing her incredible singing voice went viral on the 20th of february just four days days no just four days prior so four days earlier a content creator named kevin freshwater shared a video of a segment he hosted called finish the lyrics in the video, Freshwater can be seen travelling through the streets and subways in London, asking random people to finish the lyrics of popular songs. And that's where he came across Charlotte, who was making her way to a train in the subway. That should be the underground, as we call it in London. So Charlotte was just about to get on a train. She was walking through uh, the underground, and then Kevin Freshwater went up to her. Uh, Freshwater approached Charlotte, who was visibly caught off guard. If you're caught off guard, it means you're basically surprised or you're caught unprepared. Like, uh, uh, and you can see from her expression, she's kind of like, it, she has this look which flashes across her face, a look of like, what's what's going on? Who are you? But then um, she began singing the lyrics to Shallow, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper's Oscar-winning hit, from the film A Star Is Born. Charlotte began singing the lyrics quietly, but just enough for Freshwater to recognise how talented she is. When he kept asking her to sing more, Charlotte went all out and took the internet by storm. Then she was invited onto the Ellen show with Ellen DeGeneres to sing the song and then be interviewed. The thing is, so this is me, this is not from the article now. Um, the thing is, she sang with an American accent, but then spoke with a really broad estuary English accent. Some people call it Cockney. Some people call it Essex. Basically, it's a strong local ac accent from the area to the east of London. Okay. 
I realise I'm kind of repeating myself here, but um, I do that in order to make sure everyone understands what's going on. I'm going to play some of that video again. Our next guest, all she was trying to do was catch a train in the London tube. Ellen's accent is interesting, you know, American. Our next guest, our next guest, I would say our, and she says our, our next guest. Uh, all she was trying to do was catch a train on the London tube. She says tube. I would say tube or tube, but uh, most Londoners say tube. And now she is one of the hottest videos on Internet. She's one of the hottest videos, hottest, uh, I would say hottest on Internet. And I would say on the Internet. Here's why. Finish the lyrics. So you can hear Kevin Freshwater there going, finish the lyrics. And Kevin's also from Essex, I think. He might be from a similar place to Charlotte. Finish the lyrics, he says. And then sings a line. Tell me something, girl. Are you happy in this modern world? Or do you need more? So then that's Charlotte singing. Or do you need more? And you can hear that her voice is good. (laughs) Keep going. So hardcore. Wow, you're really good. Keep going. I'm off the deep end, watches Okay, and then she sings and she's great and it's amazing. And uh, that's that's the video that went viral. And then she's invited onto Ellen's show uh, to sing. And here we go. Tell me something, boy. Now, I'm going to sing this song myself later. I don't uh, promise to be able to sing it anywhere as well as this. But that's where we're going to start focusing on how the accents sound different. Um, okay, let's let's. This is Charlotte singing. Let's hear a bit more of her. You can just hear the way that. Well, I just want you to listen to this and and see if you can identify how this sounds American. In all the good times, I find myself longing for change. Okay, I'm off the deep end, watch as I dive in. Let's hear Charlotte speaking then. How does she sound when she speaks? It's so nice to meet you. Okay, this is crazy. And I think a lot of people think that was staged. It was not staged. A lot of people think that was staged. If something is staged, it means it's set up. It's kind of faked or prepared in advance, but apparently it wasn't. There was a guy, and you were on your way where? Um, I was literally on my way to meet my friend. I was literally on the on my way to meet my friend. So she's got a proper Cockney accent like that. I was literally, I was literally on my way to meet my friend. I was literally on my way to meet my friend. To meet your friend? Yes. Since, the, since okay, so he puts a mic. Like, sorry, I'm so blown away that I'm actually sitting next to you. I'm so blown away by actually sitting next to you. I'm so blown away, right? I'm so blown away right now that I'm actually sitting next to you. Like she's, she can't believe that she's sitting next to Ellen. I'm so blown away right now that I'm sitting next to you. This, yeah. I can't believe this. This is amazing. Honestly, I've, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely overwhelmed with all of this. I'm absolutely overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. Not overwhelmed, la, 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 but whelmed with a sort of a, a W sound. Over, I'm absolutely overwhelmed with this. Well, because you all of a sudden... Thank are... you so much oh, for having me. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I mean, she is understandably overwhelmed and uh, 
It must be it must be very weird for Charlotte to suddenly be rocketed to fame like this. Thank you for being. Thank you. Thank you. Thank thank you. Does she say thank you with a f- with an f sound? This well because you all of a sudden. Thank are... you so much oh. for having me. Thank you, you for being. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's more of a. Th- thank thank you but she does she does have that sort of thank you not i would say thank you ooh, but she's like thank you for being here i mean this is so cool I- okay right so going back to janosh's original question then why did charlotte aubrey switch from an american accent when she's singing i'm an you know what is it i'm off the deep and watch as i i dive in and then she's going i'm so overwhelmed right now why did she switch from the American accent to the British a- to a British accent when talking? Is this normal? Do British people normally do that when they sing? Do they or we have to make a special effort to do it? And what's going on? So here are my answers, okay? And um, this is going to take some time because we're going to experiment and we're going to hear different um, samples and stuff. So is this normal? Do Brits normally do this when they sing? Yes. It is. Lots of Brits suddenly um, change their accent uh, and sound American when they sing. Okay? Why? Well, we will see. Now, I'm talking about singing pop music, which covers, which sort of covers various forms of modern music that largely originate in the USA. We're talking about things like jazz, blues, soul, country, rock and roll, rock, gospel, and more. All the main ingredients of modern pop music, basically. And it's not just British people who whose accent changes. Um, so it's also Irish people, Australian people, people from New Zealand, people from South Africa, any English speaker, in fact, including even non-native speakers of English in France or Germany or Japan or wherever. Everyone does this uh, when singing certain songs in certain styles the accent changes and becomes this kind of American singing accent. I'm sticking with Brits, though, as I'm using British people as my um, example, because that's where I'm from, that's what I am, and that's what I know. So, yes, this is very normal and very common and not really weird or... Well, is it weird or strange? It's difficult to answer, difficult, difficult to explain, but most people, I think, don't consider it to be that odd. Um, but it's there's a, there are layers to this, as we'll see. There, so there are very various degrees of it. Sometimes it's just a slight American accent. Sometimes it's really strong. We'll be looking at some examples later. But this doesn't happen every time. There are plenty of examples of British singers singing in their own accent too. Again, more on that later. Do British people have to make a special effort to sing in an American accent? Well, I would say no. It normally depends, it normally happens completely effortlessly, but it does depend on the song or the style of the song. In fact, in many cases, it would take a lot of effort to sing some songs in a British accent, even if that is your native accent. I'll hopefully demonstrate this later when I try to sing some songs myself. So what's actually going on here? Well, there are various things going on. This is a complex question to answer, and that's what the rest of this episode is about. I'm going to explore the answer to the question, although I'm not a linguist or a sociologist or anything, so I'm kind of working it out myself. One thing that can help is to listen to some samples of music, and it also might help if I try and sing in different accents myself, and we can see what happens. So, basically, singing and speaking are different. Let's talk about why. 
First of all, I'd like to talk about social, linguistic and musical conventions. If something is conventional, it just means it's normal for that thing. It's normal for that culture. It's normal for that style of music. If something's conventional, it just means it's normal. It's what people normally do. So American accents are conventional in music, which has its roots in the USA. Certain genres of music were born in America, North America, I mean the United States, including most most of pop music, soul, rock, uh, R&B, funk, hip-hop, loads of genres. This goes back to the roots of modern pop music, which I, I would say is American blues, gospel, and country music. So therefore, when singing pop songs... An American accent is the standard and is therefore easier, more normal and more natural. Singing those songs with an obvious British RP accent like mine or other, like if you're from Liverpool or Birmingham or, you know, Glasgow or something, singing songs with another accent just ends up being a bit weird, unnatural and wrong sounding, mainly because it would be unconventional. It just doesn't sound right to sing certain songs with a British accent like mine. But there are plenty of exceptions to this too. I don't want you thinking that all British people, whenever they open their mouths to sing, suddenly become Americans. There are loads of examples of British people singing in a British accent as well. And that includes songs or genres or bands that have something authentically British about them. In the case of this song, which is Shallow by Lady Gaga... Charlotte Aubrey is singing, well, she's singing a Lady Gaga song, and Lady Gaga sings it with an American accent because she is American. It's a cover version. I mean, Charlotte's version is a cover version of Lady Gaga's original, and it would be a bit weird if she made it sound different to the original. Also, the song is a country, it's in a country rock style, and in country music, it's normal to sing with a really pronounced accent probably a southern or midwestern drawl a draw midwestern drawl a drawl is a well a country a southern drawl is just a word for a, a strong southern accent or midwestern accent in america a bit like the way a cowboy would speak let's say so shallow is a song from the film a star is born which is about a country singer and it's sung in that kind of style which is basically extra american let's say so, let's now play Shallow on the guitar. I'm now going to play it and attempt to sing it. And I'm first going to sing it in an American accent like normal, and then in a British accent. And I'd like you to just consider how it sounds in my accent. Now, I'm not promising that this is going to sound good. It's just um, a, a sort of an experiment, really, to see what happens. Some of you might be thinking, some uh, new listeners might be thinking, but what's your accent, Luke? Well, I have said, but anyway, just a reminder, and because people often ask me questions about this, my accent is basically standard received pronunciation, which is said to be not specific to any region of the UK. But to be honest, it's usually associated with educated middle class people, probably from the southeast of England. Now, I'm not trying to say I'm educated, and of course, you can be highly educated and everything and have a regional accent. But I'm definitely middle class and definitely from the southeast of England. But I also spent time growing up in the Midlands as well, uh, as well as West London. So you might hear a bit of West Midlands brummy in my voice or a bit of London accent. 
if you're listening very carefully. But basically, I speak with standard British received pronunciation from the southeast of England, but I'm not posh. Okay, so Shallow, written by Lady Gaga with Andrew Wyatt, Anthony Rossomando, and Mark Ronson. Let me just get the chords and lyrics up here, and I'm going to, I'm not going to do the entire song, I just want to do some bits of it. Um, hmm. Okay, bear with me here. Okay. Tell me something, girl. Are you happy in this modern world? This is me doing it in an American accent like the original. I'm trying to make it sound similar to the original. Tell me something, girl. Are you happy in this modern world? Or do you need more? Is there something else you're searching for? Okay, and then the the Lady Gaga verse is... Tell me something, boy. Aren't you tired trying to fill that void? Or do you need more? Ain't it hard keeping it so hardcore? I'm falling... In all the good times I find myself Longing for change And in the bad times I fear myself I'm off the deep end Watch as I dive in I'll never meet the ground Crash through the surface Where they can't hurt us We're far from the shallow now Okay, so that's me doing it in that sort of American accent. Let me try doing it in an English accent then, my accent. Okay, I'm going to just do that last verse and chorus that I did. This is going to sound ridiculous. Ta- oh, can I, can I keep the tone of my voice up? Okay, you ready for this? Tell me something, boy. Aren't you tired trying to fill that void? Or do you need more? Ain't it hard keeping it so hardcore? I'm falling In all the good times I find myself Longing for change And in the bad times I fear myself I'm off the deep end, watch as I dive in I'll never meet the ground Crash through the surface, where they can't hurt us We're far from the shallow now Okay, so that was me doing it in a British accent, my British accent I think that shallow doesn't really sound right in my accent Now I might have been hitting the right notes, more or less I think it doesn't sound right. I don't know what you think. There's bound to be some people who prefer my British version. It's a question of taste, but I think overall, my British RP version wouldn't really be accepted by most audiences. I mean, that bit as well, the uh, I'm off the deep end, watch as I dive in. I mean, it sounds ridiculous. It should be, I, you know, I'm, I'm off... Th- oh, I've got to get the guitar to do it. I'm off the... I'm off the deep end, watch as I dive in. 
I'll never meet the ground. Especially the I'm part, where in the American singing accent, it's I'm off the I'm off the deep end, watch as I dive in. Right? Compared to I'm off the deep end, watch as I dive in. For me, it doesn't sound right. But it is a question of taste. I think that most people in the USA would think that was weird and wrong. But some songs and genres are definitely British and British voices are more obvious. Things like folk music or UK hip hop. I don't know if rapping counts because it's basically talking. But folk music, UK hip hop, things like Britpop, Mersey beat, punk. In fact, any music which is uniquely or authentically British in some way or in which the local identity is being emphasised. Brits sing in a British accent when they're really being themselves, when it's traditional British folk music or when they're pushing the British identity in the music. Some British musicians make an effort not to sound American. You can hear that in some of the Beatles' output, although sometimes they're a bit American-sounding too. It's difficult to say with the Beatles. And definitely in some punk bands, uh, new wave bands, Britpop bands, and so on, basically any musical movements in which a British identity gets pushed to the forefront. Let's hear some examples of British music sung in a British accent. And there are loads of examples of these, but I'm just kind of going with the ones that I could just think of off the top of my head. If you can think of other examples, then jump into the comments section with your with your examples. For example, if you've if you can think of a song that is British and sounds British, stick it in the comments section. Okay, if you can think of, you know, any any things that you think are relevant, put them in the comments section. I'm curious to see what what you're identifying. Um, And I can I can also verify whether you're kind of getting them right or wrong, because this is quite tricky. So I'm now going to play some examples of British songs with British accents. Madness, Um, you know, Madness. This is their song, My Girl. See if I can just find the right part of the song. Here we go. Madness were from London, and they've definitely had that sort of London... Being from London was really a major part of their whole identity, and Suggs, the singer, definitely sang with a, with a London accent. See if, you, see if you can hear that in the song My Girl. This is the introduction. I'll sing it again in a minute, and I'll try and do it in an American accent. And you'll see it doesn't work. Okay, here we go. My girl's mad at me. I didn't want to see the film tonight. I found it hard to say. She thought I'd had enough of her. Why can't she see? She's lovely to me. But I like to stay here. Okay, so that was Suggs singing with Madness, My Girl. My girl's mad at me, right? Now, let me try and do it again so we can just kind of, so I can just clarify it a little bit. Okay, how's it go? My girl's mad at me. Right, you can hear that sort of London accent. Do you know what I mean? My girl's mad at me. 
I didn't want to see the film tonight. This, this is the, the this is me singing it with a London accent. I found it hard to say. She thought I'd had enough of her. Why can't she see? She's lovely to me. But I like to stay in and watch TV on my own every now and then. So it wouldn't sound right. It would sound weird if I tried to do it in an American accent. So I'm going to imagine... I'm one of those American singers who sings like this all the time. Okay. And um, my girl's mad at me. It just sounds so wrong and awful. My girl's mad at me. I didn't want to see the film tonight. I found it hard to say. She thought I'd had enough of her. Why can't, why can't she see? She's lovely to me. See, some bits sound the same. Some things are definitely the same. There's just certain words or sounds that are the big giveaways. I'll go into those specifics later. Um... But I like to stay in And watch TV On my own Every now and then So the London version My girl's mad at me I didn't want to see the film tonight And then the American version My girl's mad at me I didn't want to see I mean it's difficult to do it in that It's, it's weird It's like the genre that you choose Also dictates the way the accent that you use when you sing so if i did the song in more of a kind of more of a kind of soul song kind of thing like that maybe a country song how would a how how would a country singer sing this song my girl's mad at me i didn't want to see the film tonight I found it hard to say. You can hear the difference, I think. All right. So, in summary there, I would say it's... It, although it seems a bit weird, it is common for Brits to sing with American accents because of the conventions of pop music, which has its roots in the USA. And a lot of pop music is basically American in style. But there are examples of Brits singing in their own accents too. Okay, now... um, there's a lot more to talk about and to investigate here. So from now on, we're just going to go into this all in a lot more detail. I've kind of answered the question, but this is so interesting and fun to me that we're going to go further. Um, so I found an article from a website called thrilllist.com, which has a few more comments. So I'm going to read some extracts from it. Now here, I might be re-emphasizing what I've just said, but I think it's worth reading these extracts from an article um, just because it kind of clarifies or gives more examples. So this is from thrilllist.com, and you can find the link on the page for the episode. So one of the most prominent academics um, on this case is Peter Trudgill. In 1983, the man published an oft-cited study. That means a study which is often cited or often referenced. An oft-cited study 
oft cited study that examined the disconnect between how so many British pop singers talk in real life and how they perform. He concluded that acts like the Beatles and the Rolling Stones incorporated American phonetics because they were so influenced by American musicians, particularly blues acts. And remember that the Rolling Stones got their name from a Muddy Waters track. Muddy Waters is a blues artist. He was a blues singer, guitarist. And um, one of his songs was, what was it called? A Rolling Stone Gathers No Moss or something. But anyway, the Rolling Stones took their name from a reference. You know, it's a reference to one of Muddy Waters' uh, lyrics or songs. And uh, so the Rolling Stones, uh, especially the Rolling Stones and the Beatles as well, but the Beatles were not as obvious, um, incorporated American phonetics or American pronunciation in their singing because they were so influenced by American musicians in the early days. We're talking about the 50s. So this was American musicians playing stuff like early rock and roll and blues music and country music. So British singers singing like that was an attempt to sort of copy their American idols and to break into the US market. Okay, so it's because they were singing American music and because they were essentially so influenced by American artists, and also because they were trying to be popular in America as well. So here's an example of the Rolling Stones singing Not Fade Away, which is one of their early hits. Let's see if I can find the right bit. So this is Not Fade Away. In 1964, the Rolling Stones, Mick Jagger singing. See if you can hear any Americanness in his uh, singing voice. Ooh. So, I'm going to tell you how it's going to be. I mean, it's so American. I'm going to, I'm, not I'm, but I'm going to tell you how it's going to be, gonna, not gonna. So, I would say, I'm going to tell you how it's going to be. You're going to give your love to me. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous saying it like that. Now, listen, I'm going to tell you how it's going to be. Okay? Are you listening? Sorry. Um, you're going to give your love to me, if that's all right by you. Uh, would be ridiculous, but uh, I'm going to tell you how it's going to be. You're going to give your love to me, right? I'm going to tell you how it's going to be. You're going to give your love to me. You're going to give your love to me. So he sounds like a blues singer or a country singer or something. Somewhere from the, someone from the deep south um, of the United States or something like that. So back to the article, Trudgill noted the Americanness got less aggressive as time wore on and the British Invasion Acts became more comfortable with their native speaking voices. So basically that means that the American pronunciation became less strong uh, over time uh, and the British Invasion Acts, these were British um, sort of rock and roll or pop music uh, bands that uh, became successful in America, after time, you know, in time, those British acts became more comfortable with their normal accents. And so the American side of things reduced. I don't know if I agree with that because the Rolling Stones in the 70s, they just continued to be really American sounding. 
um, arguably the Beatles became a little less American as they started to do their own more unique, more personal stuff. But I always feel that the Stones have all, uh, the Stones always sounded really American. I mean, Mick Jagger's voice was totally American all the way through, and it still is. Whereas the Beatles did so much diverse stuff that a lot of that stuff sounds a bit more English and a bit more quintessentially English or uniquely even Liverpudlian in, in some cases. The article goes on to say, by the time the 1970s arrived, punk bands like The Clash were turning away from American affections. So he was saying that, he's saying that, uh, yeah, punk maybe was, um, some punk, not all of it, some punk was like really proudly British and as a result sounds more British. So basically in the beginning, British singers were copying their American idols, but later this influence lessened. Okay, here are a couple of examples in a, you know to agree with with what um was just said there. Here are a couple of examples of British punk bands singing in an obvi- in obvious British accents to illustrate what Peter Tudgill said. So first we're going to hear Sham 69, which is a song called Hurry Up Harry, which I mean to an extent it's almost like a novelty song in the sense that oh look here's a, this is funny this is a song where the guy sings in a really pronounced London accent again. So I, I say again because we had Madness before, but this came before that, didn't it? Uh, maybe around the same time. Anyway, so listen to this. Uh, Sham 69 and listen to his accent as he sings. By the way, I told my brother I was going to use this in, as an example and he said, oh, I hate Sham 69. I don't know why he hates them, but anyway, I thought I'd say that. Come on, come on, Aria Perry, come on, come on, come on, Aria Perry, come on, we're going down the pub. Right, come on, come on, hurry up, Harry, come on, come on, come on, hurry up, Harry, come on, we're going down the pub, we're going down the pub. Okay, and another example, along similar lines, this is one that James suggested I should play. And this is Peter and the Test Tube Babies, a lovely name. Um, And the song is called Banned from the Pubs. Let's just see if you can hear any kind of trace of a London accent in this one as well. what <laughs> i couldn't really follow a lot of that but it's like banned from the pubs because we don't like the law banned from the pubs it's a song about how they've been banned from the pubs because they're punks or skinheads or something banned from banned by the pubs banned from the pubs because we don't like the law right oh, okay um anyway so the 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 theory, Peter Tudgill's theory, was that British bands, first of all, were copying their American 
influences and then later on they became more British and so the influence went away. But that doesn't really work as the article continues to say. It says that's one explanation but seeing as we still have modern fakers like Adele it's incomplete which is true. We, we still have loads of British artists that sing with American accents. So it's not really a case of just time that uh, uh, over time British artists have sung less and less like Americans. It's not true because there are loads of examples of modern British artists from right now who are still doing it. I mean, Adele is a perfect example. She speaks with a Cockney accent, just like Charlotte Aubrey, but she sings in an American accent. And I'm going to try and play you an example now. Um, Okay. This next song that I'm going to do for you, Changed My Life. This next song, right, Changed My Life. So she's well, she's got like a well Essex accent. This next song, right, changed my life. Now, we could listen to loads of Adele here speaking in front of, like, the Albert Hall. This is Adele at the Albert Hall speaking to the when audience. Speaking to the audience. And when I first sang it, and when I sing it every night when I'm on tour and stuff like that, it still changes a little piece of me. I sing it every night when I'm on tour, right, and it still changes a little piece of me. She's lovely, isn't she, Adele? And she's an amazing singer. But she's got, like, that proper cockney accent and um i think it's probably that eighth or ninth song that i wrote for the new album eighth or ninth song and um and i know it's a breakup record and i'm really bitchy on it but the guy that it's about changed my life and we the guy that it's about changed my life right okay so let's just see get to the point where she starts singing all right hold on a minute hold on hold on hold on Hold on a minute, Adele. You love in some shape or form, whether it be at a choice or not by a choice. Someone that you love in some shape or form, whether it be at a choice or not at a choice. Everyone knows, which is obviously why so many people like this song. And it's just, it's so, it's so, it seems so right that someone who changed my life so dramatically. Someone who changed my life so dramatically. You can hear how, 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 how uh, Essex, her accent is, yeah? And the song that's about him that is so brutally about him. So brutally about him. She's like really um, eloquent, very articulate, but she's got that really strong Essex accent. Do you know what I mean? And then a record that is about him would change my life as much as he has. And now he's forever going to have changed my life. And I'm really proud of that now. I'm not bitter about that anymore. I'm proud of him. I'm proud of him. Good on you. Good on you, darling. Right, so let's hear her start singing then. See if we can hear any specific um, examples of American pronunciation in her singing. Someone like you for him. So this is her singing Someone Like You. That you settled down, that you found a girl and you're married now. I heard that your dreams came true. Guess she gave you things I didn't give to you. Like you to hold back Oh, 
hide from the light I hate to turn up out of the blue uninvited But I couldn't stay away, I couldn't fight it I, I couldn't stay away, I couldn't fight it There's loads of examples in here. I'm sorry to cut off Adele singing. I'm sorry, darling, I had to cut you off there because I'm doing an English lesson here, all right? But you've got a lovely, lovely voice. Come on, come on, come on. Okay. One of the things, one of the main things, one of the big ones is is the way people sing the, the, the word I, which is obviously such a big word in songs. You know, I, it's, you know, every, almost every pop song that's about love has the word I in it. And I'd say I, how would Adele say I, I wrote this song. I, I, it's definitely a diphthong, I, or I, like that, but in songs it's always ah, right, ah, not I, let's hear that, I think it's the first lyric, first word in the song, I heard, right, that you're settled down, I heard, I heard that you're settled down, settled. Now, she, in her voice, she'd say, I, I heard that you're settled down. You're settled. But she's going settled with a duh sound, which is really American. So let's say you've got Adele, you've got me, and then you've got some American person speaking with, general Ameri- with a general American accent. So I would say, I heard that you settled down. Or I heard that you settled down. Adele would say, I heard that you settled down. Or that you're settled down. And an American would say, like, I, I heard that you're settled down. Settled. Settled with a duh sound. I I heard that you're settled down. So the R in heard is more pronounced in an American accent. And the uh, settled sounds like settled with a duh Adele, with her accent, would drop the T completely. Settled. But she sings it like an American. That you found a girl. Found a girl. girl. Hear the R sound? The R, the R in girl. Now, I, I think she would say girl, girl. Girl. I heard that you found a girl. She might say girl which is, I don't know, but she'd probably say girl like that in a Cockney accent. I'd say girl, girl, and an American would say girl, right? Girl with a r sound, and that's how she sings it. Married now, 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 now. Okay, okay, we need to move on. That what that's called someone like you if you want to listen to it. Whoops, there goes my guitar. Um so some people argue this is the article again, um from thrilllist.com. Some people argue that the phenomenon is more a matter of technique. Billy Bragg, and Billy Bragg is an English uh singer, sort of um, well, he's folk, basically a folk singer, but it's a bit more complicated than that. But let's say he's a folk singer. Billy Bragg, who's normally pretty cool with singing like a Brit, meaning that Billy Bragg normally sings exactly like a Brit. He sings with a really clear... Uh, again, it's another... It's a London accent again. Um, 
But uh, Billy Bragg said, uh, you can't sing something like Tracks of My Tears, which is a song by Smokey Robinson and the Miracles, in a London accent. The cadences are all wrong. So, I mean, the article is saying that that's a question of technique. I wonder if it's technique or, again, if it's just because it's um, the conventions. But anyway, this is Billy Bragg singing normally. Let's just hear that English or London accent coming through. I was 21 years when I wrote this song. I'm 22 now, but I won't be for long. I was 21 years when I wrote this song. I'm 22 now, but I won't be for long. Right. And then this is him singing Tracks of My Tears by Smokey Robinson, uh, which is a soul classic from the Motown label. Uh, and I mean, it basically it would be weird. I don't know if it's just it, that it would be difficult to sing it with his accent, but uh, you have to sing it with uh, the American accent, the American singing voice, because otherwise it would just it just wouldn't be appropriate. So you're, you're listening out for his American accent now in this particular song. People say I'm the life of the party cause I tell a joke or two. People say I'm the life of the party just because I tell a joke or two. Okay, I'm the life and the soul of the party. Party. Not, he'd say party, but he's singing party. People say I'm the life of the party because I tell a joke or two. I'm the life of the party. If you're the life of the party, it means you're the one in the party who is, you know, bringing lots of fun to the party. He's the life of the party. People say, people say I'm the life of the party just because I tell a joke or two. In an American accent. In a London accent, I mean, God, can I... I'm not going to try and pick up the guitar and sing that one because I don't know the chords, but it would be like... People say I'm the life and the soul of the party just because I tell a joke or two that would be in my voice. And if he's if he's doing it in his London voice, it would be like, people say I'm the life of the party. Mm. It's hard to say, hard to sing party over several syllables with that London glottal stop. Party, life of the party just, it doesn't sound right. It has to be life of the party just. So it does help you that that rounded R that you hear in American accents does help sometimes. So maybe that is a question of technique then because the rounded R in the word helps you to glide from the one word to the next word. Whereas helps you glide from one word to the next word. You see? So the point here is that it's just easier to sing in an American accent and sometimes an American accent is just appropriate for the song. The article continues. A recent study by Andy Gibson, a sociologist in New Zealand, would appear to back brag up, meaning agree with him. Gibson found that Kiwis, that's people from New Zealand, defaulted to an American singing voice across the board, meaning all of them did. And it wasn't a conscious choice meaning they weren't choosing to do it, it just happened. He surmised, meaning he concluded, that it was just easier to sing in that accent. 
That's partially because of the way that we round off certain words when we sing. Mm, round off certain words. I mean, we we like to connect words together. They flow together. Sometimes we extend uh, the sounds of words. And it seems that that just sort of fits with an American accent more easily. I suppose if you write a song with a British accent, then the cadences of the singing are going to match the accent. You know, if you're sticking with a British accent, you're your singing's going to kind of be slightly different. But if the song is written with an American voice, then you're going to have to use an American voice to sing it. Um, uh, It's partially because the world is so used to hearing American accents in pop songs. It requires more effort and concentration to sing in a different accent, even if that different accent is your default speaking voice. And then the article says, clearly researchers are still working on a definitive answer, but people do lose their accents through song. And it's not some weird conspiracy. It's just linguistics or Mick Jagger's fault. You decide. Okay, so what are the phonetic features of this American singing accent? Let's break down the American singing accent. And I'm calling it the American singing accent now. Let's break down the American singing accent versus my British accent. And I've decided to call it um, the American singing accent because it might not match perfectly with general American or with all American accents. I'm just talking about the American accent you hear in these sorts of songs. So I'm calling that the American singing accent. America is a diverse place and there are many diverse accents there. But it seems that there is a kind of... um, there is a certain kind of American accent that we can hear in a lot of music. And I get the feeling that this accent comes from the people who sang the blues and gospel. And that basically means black communities in southern states. And also from people who sang country music. And that would probably be mostly white singers from southern or midwestern states. But I'm not a music- musicologist or sociologist, as I've said. It's just my personal conclusion. So, some features of the American singing accent. So, first of all, we have diphthongs. Uh, diphthongs are flattened to single vowel sounds. Diphthongs are sounds like oi, i, ear, our, air. Double vowel sounds, oi. Certainly, i, i, which is obviously how we pronounce the pronoun i, like I am. I, in a British accent, it's I, that's a diphthong. I, see a double sound, I, I. So these diphthongs become flattened to single vowel sounds, long ones. So I becomes more like ah, okay? And my often sounds like ma, okay? For example, ah, you know, I need to find my time. Okay, not I need to find my time, but I need to find my time. Okay, try, the word try sounds like try. I need to try to find my time. Not I need to try to find my time. Life sounds like laugh and out, which is another diphthong, ow, out, like in and out. Out sounds like at. Like, I found out, I found out, I found out. And sight becomes sat. So what would it be like? Now you're out of sight. Now you're out of sight. 
Now you're out of sight here. <laughs> um, also, American the American singing accent is generally a bit more nasal from the nose. You heard that in the um, in the song uh, "Shallow." Tell me something, girl, girl. A lot of nasal stuff. Tell me something, girl. Are you happy in this modern world? Lots of nasal sounds. Or do you need more? Need? Or do you need more? You know. Tell me something, boy. Aren't you tried trying to fill that void? So the n sounds. Whereas in an English accent, tell me something, boy. Uh, uh, are you happy in this modern world? Mm. There's still nasal sounds, but it's more obvious with that American accent. Another one, baby. Baby sounds like baby, doesn't it? Baby. Not baby. Baby. I'm sure there are loads of other features. Those are just ones that have occurred to me now. Let me know in the comments section if you can think of any other features of that American singing voice. To be honest, the best way I can demonstrate this is to try and sing some more songs in different accents. uh, And we'll see what happens. Okay, so that's where we're going to pause. This is the end of part one. And we'll continue in part two, which should be available soon, possibly already. In part two, the plan is to explore this question further by doing some more singing. I'm going to take some songs which are normally sung in that American singing voice, sing them normally in that accent, and then sing them in my accent and we'll see how it sounds. We'll also hear some more examples of British singers singing in American accents and also British singers singing in British accents. So a lot more examples in part two to illustrate what I've been talking about in this episode. As ever, I'm interested in your comments. Perhaps you have examples of British singers singing in American accents or British singers singing in British accents. Or maybe there's a song which you like, but you don't really know what the accent is. In any case, you can share your thoughts and YouTube videos in the comments section. I hope you're keeping well, uh, that you're not climbing the walls or going stir-crazy if you're currently in self-isolation at home. If you are cooped up with members of your family, I hope you're managing to make it work and that you're not at each other's throats. Maybe you're having a lovely time, in which case I am happy for you. If you're struggling, uh, then hang in there. This won't last forever. And if you or anyone else you know is currently unwell, then I wish you a speedy recovery. And what else can I say? Uh, May the force be with you. Actually, that is when... Uh, the lockdown is supposed to be lifted here in France anyway, May the 4th. Although I suspect that that will be extended. But anyway, maybe May the 4th is is an appropriate thing to say. May the 4th be with you. May the force be with you, you see? It's, It's a terrible joke, but it's not my joke, so don't blame me. Anyway, that's enough. I hope you have found this to be interesting. And part two should be available now or very soon, so you can get stuck into that. So speak to you again in part two. I'm going to leave you with this little bit of background music. This is one of my brother's tunes. While he's in lockdown in London and he's been making music on his MPC 2000 thing. Um, And so he keeps sending me loads of this stuff. So I've got loads more backing music for endings of podcasts like this. 
And this one actually, I don't know if you can notice it, but there's a little Paul McCartney sample of him talking about I am the walrus. Not really connected to what we're talking about here, but it's just nice. I'll have James back on the podcast soon to talk about stuff, including episode 666, which is coming. Anyway, thanks for listening. Speak to you again soon. But for now, goodbye. Bye. 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 I'm still a walrus. Are you the walrus? The walrus was a nothing thing, not meant anything about anyone. It was very read into. And what happened was when we did Magical Mystery Tour and portrayed it, I actually put on the walrus mask, the one on that wall all swaying. It happens to be me with the walrus mask. We just picked up a head each. No thought behind it. All of us, as you can tell from talking to me, has never had really deep thought. I had a black carnation. Put on the walrus mask. Put on Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.